the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In-depth business and investing news. We are Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The Coast Guard says it's in the process of rescuing more than a dozen people stranded on a remote Louisiana island by flooding from Tropical Storm Barry. Still coming ashore, New Orleans resident Nadia Jenkins says she's not worried about the wind, but the flooding is a different matter. The river, you know, it should be taken seriously. It's a really powerful river, and uh, I'm learning, taking time to educate myself about the levee system and how it works, and um, really figuring out the game plan to leave if I have to leave. The White House has President Trump and the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu spoke by telephone this week. They discussed Iran's malign actions, according to the White House. They spoke about the Middle Eastern pressures now that Iran is on the move. And Netanyahu's office said in a statement he expressed his appreciation for the president's tough stance. This is SRN News. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real natural hair back permanently. They're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE22 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. You wash it. You cut it. It's your own real, naturally growing hair. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text SAVE22 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-22 to 85850. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Minnesota's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. 
The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. I'm excited. This economy is on fire. It's the King Banyan Show. Let me emphasize that correlation is not causation. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Unemployment is low because everyone has two jobs. Please bring on the recession. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Inflation getting higher. Makes it hard on the buyer. Unemployment on the rise. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440, second hour of today's program. 651 289 4477, the number to call questions or comments. We'll get back to uh, we'll get back to uh, Powell in a moment, uh, but uh, I wanted to reflect as I as we had spoken a little bit uh, already about China. Talk a little bit more. There was a important uh, piece of data that came out uh, late this week that uh, that you should probably pay attention to. This was that Chinese exports uh, in June one down one point three percent year over year. But imports down 7.3%. This at a time when China, of course, is is having to import lots of uh, food products, particularly pork, because of uh, of African swine flu, which is ravaging uh, uh, pork producers in China. Uh, at in which we've talked about here on the King Banyan Show uh, before six five one two eight nine four four seven seven number to call if you wish. The so one point to make about this is that a lot of what China imports is something that shows up eventually in an export. China's an assembly point for goods, right? China makes lots of you know, China does a lot of the work that goes into that iPhone that's sitting on my desk right now. But China doesn't necessarily produce the products that that the components that go into that iPhone. They might get produced in in South Korea or in Malaysia or in the United States even. The balance of trade vis-a-vis the United States is now out to to $30 billion just in the month of June. But the the fall in imports is more than has been expected and according to um, and the number I just gave you, that's uh, uh, China's exports fell by 7.8 percent uh, to 39 billion dollars. Imports fell 31.4 percent to 9 billion dollars. So they're not importing from the United States, but I, a lot of that stuff that they don't import isn't um, U.S. You know, U.S. exports of consumer goods. Those are intermediate goods that are going to something China will eventually produce and then export someplace else, maybe even back to the United States. That is not that that is just not going there well at all. And while there were phone conversations reported this week between China and the United States, we've had a lot of noise that's happened in this week regarding what was it that got agreed to at a, at the uh, at the G20 uh, summit in Osaka uh, a, a few weeks ago. Um, Peter Navarro on CNBC. Um, I didn't. I didn't grab this recording. I'm not sure why I didn't. Um, he says there's just going to be a lot of garbage coming out of the Wall Street Journal, the People's Daily, and everything in between. I've seen this movie before. There were all sorts of stories written, 
and they were designed to shape the negotiations. They don't have any insight into them. And he just says, well, we're in a quiet period. We're, we're in conversation with them. They're in conversations with us. And, you know, don't believe everything you read. Well, I'm not believing everything I read, but I can tell you, I can tell you this much. Um, I can tell you this much. There was a piece in the uh, New York Times on, hang on, let me find out what date this was published, on Thursday, titled, A Cook Executive's Harassment in China Adds to Fears Among Visitors. This is a New York, Ti- a New York Times story on Thursday by Paul Moser, uh, Alexandra Stevenson, and Edward Wong. Um, Coke executive, uh, Coke Industries executive was told he could not leave China. An ex-diplomat who helped organize a technology forum in Beijing was hassled by authorities who wanted to question him. An industry group developed contingency plans in case its offices were raided and computer servers were seized. Um, the business executives, Washington officials, and other frequent visitors to China, interviewed by the New York Times, expressed increasing alarm about the Chinese authorities' harassment of Americans by holding them for questioning and preventing them from leaving the country. They worry that trade tensions between Washington and Beijing could turn business people and former officials into potential targets. Okay, those of you who listen to here on the King Banyan Show long enough know that a lot of this started to spring up after the... Uh, 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 Meng Wanzhou, the uh, the CFO of Huawei, was detained in uh, Vancouver um, and is awaiting extradition to the United States uh, to be to be charged with financial uh, financial crimes. Um, some companies are reviewing back to the New York Times story. Some companies are reviewing and beefing up their plans in case one of their employees faces problems. Three people said. Many of the more than a dozen people interviewed by the Times asked for anonymity because they feared reprisals from the Chinese authorities. I can confirm that, that at least in the case of a a higher education conference that happened in China within the last six weeks, numerous statements were made to U.S. college and university officials about China finding different places to send their students and base and basically saying, you know, we might not want to send our students to the U.S. anymore. And we're we're talking to Russia. We're talking to uh, Korea. We're talking to other places that might be more receptive to receiving our students. We're not necessarily going to send our students to the United States. Um, I, as mentioned uh, at the top of the show, I work at a university. I currently serve as uh, one of uh, St. Cloud State's uh, deans, uh, dean of the School of Public Affairs. There's a fair number of our students that come that are international students. Uh, over a thousand students at St. Cloud State come from another country to study with us. And of that group, eh, it's probably about ten percent of them that come from China. So that be that be a hundred to two hundred such students. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, but that would be in the ballpark of right. Um. It's a significant number. We have a relationship with those, with those, with, with many countries with whom uh, we get a number of students come. It's kind of funny. Sometimes we get lots of students from one country, and it spreads by word of mouth, and we get a lot of them. And then all of a sudden, that spigot turns off, and another one turns on. I've had uh, a lot of students here from Nepal. I've had a lot of students here from Malaysia. Asia has been a major uh, sender of students into U.S. universities, and St. Cloud State has been a 
happy recipient of many of them. Um, it was in one of those types of conversations where basically our folks are being told, you know, there are other places we could send our students, and it's kind of tough to send our students to you right now because of the relations between our two countries. So that has been... Um, um, uh, that that's that's been happening. Uh, it, it, so someone uh, just uh, asked uh, Andrews uh, uh, texted me the question from a caller who he could have he could have come on the air and asked the question directly six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. But I'll ask that question. How does this relate to the questions about intellectual property issues? Well, I mean, you hear many people say, with all the Chinese students that come to the United States, is it possible that a few of them might actually be working for the state, for the state government, for 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 the Chinese government, and engaged in in uh, espionage of research and development that's happening in U.S. universities? Quite possibly so. That wouldn't be likely what they would be doing here, because we're not a research one institution; we're a regional comprehensive university. Our folks do research, but if you wanted to send, if you wanted to send a spy to look at cutting edge research in a university in the United States, I, 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 my university is awesome, but we're probably not going to be the place that you choose first to send your students to get that kind of information. Um, uh, uh, so, so I think, I think that it's true that that there are some some of those folks that come over that probably are engaged. In espionage, and, and and we're finding them. And to the extent that we do find them, it puts a damper on on the number of people that are sent over. But I think we overblow. Uh, I, I think we overstate the case that that uh, you know when I when I hear I heard some. I think it was a radio show host um, on one of, on another station, not this one, suggest that maybe ten percent of uh, students coming over from China are. Are are engaged in something no good? I'm like that's ridiculous. That number can't. I, mean, I don't even think it's one percent. But even if it's one tenth of one percent, that's still going to be, you know, several hundred several hundred students, people here, acting as students who are in fact uh, perhaps engaged in some kind of uh, nefarious activity. That's that's quite possibly true. But that's not a reason to toss aside all of the. Uh, all the potential for not just cultural gain, but for for us to actually learn from learn from them and have them develop new technologies, new ideas. Our our faculty work with students, and they and, and, and that 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 um, and our, when our faculty and students work together, it's not just the students that are learning. Our faculty learn too, and they might develop new technology. Uh, new ideas on the basis of their interaction with students that come to us from overseas. That's clearly, I mean, my fear is that we throw the baby out with the bathwater. And, and I, would be, I would be cautious about how it is we do that. But this, this story is certainly true. And so when I read stories like this, or I read stories about how there, uh, President Trump walked out of the meeting thinking that there was an agreement that uh, the Chinese would buy more agricultural products and it turns out not to be not to be so uh that 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 type of uncertainty is weighing on num on numerous parts of the u.s economy and it appears to be weighing on to go back to what we were doing in the first hour it seems to be weighing on the federal reserve they are concerned about the uh, about the impact of of 
of a deepening of a of a trade war. I'm just going to say, trade wars happening. Um, the, what you see them doing is what uh, Bill Bishop, who writes the wonderful Sinicism newsletter, which I encourage you to subscribe to. It's not expensive if you're interested in China. Uh, it's a daily newsletter that uh, is chock full of good information. Um, I would just say he he uses the, there's a Chinese phrase called embracing while fighting. And you think of it as being like two fighters in a ring. And I think what happened at uh, at the G20 was they're t- they were tired of punching at each other. So they decided to sort of hug like two boxers in the middle of the ring, sort of taking a break while the clock's running. I think they've taken a break while the clock's running. And it may well be that the next time they release, rather than shaking hands and ending the fight, they may choose choose to go back and start punching at each other again. But China is no question in my mind hurting from on on that basis. When we come back, I want to play one more clip from you for you uh, to talk about uh, what's happening there. And then we'll turn back to we'll turn back to we'll turn back to the Fed. I also want to talk a little bit about this issue about the census. I'm going to give you a different view of what what that debate's about after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show. You're listening to Business 1440. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it, whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. American pressure. Spray it. Don't save it. Do you have a pressure washer in your shop that takes diesel fuel or kerosene? Are you tired of filling that tank every day? A stationary pressure washer that heats the water with natural gas or electricity from American Pressure is a great solution. Call us to discover all the ways a new stationary machine could benefit your business. We are always glad to come out to you, look at your current setup, and make recommendations. That new stationary unit will hook up to your existing natural gas line, which will save you both the cost of fuel as well as the time and effort and mess of refueling a pressure washer. The pressure washer will exhaust through the roof of your building or out the sidewall. And if it's an all-electric unit, there will be no exhaust stack at all. In addition, we've got all the right accessories to go with your machine, including trolley systems, hose reels, wands, trigger guns, and everything you need to make the cleaning job as easy and safe as it can be. What would you do if you knew how to invest like the pros? If you could learn the strategies designed to make the right move, whether the market's going up or down, what would you do if you knew the things Online Trading Academy could teach you? Online Trading Academy is a world leader in financial education. We've helped thousands of people just like you become confident, self-directed investors. 
Whether you're looking to develop skills designed to generate additional income or to grow your retirement savings, OTA can provide you with valuable knowledge that can help you learn to meet your goals. The best time to take control of your financial future is now. So what are you going to do now that you know? Dial pound 250 on your cell phone. Use the keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250, keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. Again, learnwithota.com. According to a tweet put up by a Narn fan and by Don in the last uh, during the last segment, somewhere at the end of the last hour, President Trump tweeted, "Only I can guess the right interest rate, but Powell won't admit it." Come on, this can't be right. This this is this is this must be must be a joke account. It says real Donald Trump. I don't know. I don't know. If that got made up, then you're then you're then you're doing well. If it, it, otherwise, that's a pretty serious troll. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny. I will say that. Um, the, um, the yeah, I will I, I, I will note that um, uh, I, that uh, in response to Don's last uh, last tweet that um, that uh, Chinese about Chinese students. I have had several students from China, and um, and I've I have wondered about this social credit score thing quite a bit, and whether or not that that does influence uh, what they does it does it influence what they choose to study. They're here for specific things, and 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 by the way, U.S. Uh, U.S. Uh, policy, particularly regarding immigration, is is kind of crazy in this regard because. We sort of try steer them into doing studies of things like, like you know, the STEM programs, and then we don't. Then we immediately upon their uh, graduation, we say, "Okay, you go home now," rather than encouraging them to stay here, where they would be working with our folks and doing doing uh, good good business, uh, perhaps really uh, engaging and helping uh, U.S. businesses with a better labor force. That's not what's happening right now. So let me let me go back and play uh, this clip. This is uh, Michael Hearson, who used to be an official uh, for the Obama administration in uh, China, in Beijing. He now works for the Eurasia Group, um, um, which is uh, the group led by Ian Bremmer. Uh, but uh, Michael Hearson is uh, one of their one of their economists. Let's play cut number eight, please. China's feeling more pain right now. There's the direct hit to the economy, and then there's this really important medium-term risk, which is supply chains moving from China. And we've seen more U.S. companies, more multinationals, announce that they're looking at shifting new production to other markets. And that's something that's, that's serious for China and something that Beijing has relatively little that they can do to mitigate that. Is and And not only that, that was from Bloomberg yesterday, but... Not only can they not change, um, can they can't really do much about that. China can't. Neither can 
neither can the United States and particularly not the Federal Reserve. This is why I I kind of get a little cuckoo about uh, about about this idea that the Fed needs to offset China policy. It's like, well, what's happening is really an increase in the cost for the United States. That supply chain didn't get there by accident. Supply chain got there because the cost of doing business, of providing goods and services into the U.S. economy, was minimized by developing a supply chain that ran through China. When you decide, when Peter Navarro decides that what we want to do is disrupt that, you're raising costs to the United States, and raising those, and and that's going to raise the cost of products here. And you might say, well, you know what? That's okay because it protects American jobs, and and frankly, those consumers that are buying goods that uh, had a supply chain through China. They didn't. What you're really saying, to, in my mind, is they don't deserve to have prices that low. Okay, that's fine. But to then turn around and think that um, that uh, China that uh, the Fed can lower interest rates and 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 cure that boo boo, cure that mistake cure that issue with with US trade policy is not correct it's that it's even if a phillips curve did exist the phillips curve that that would not that kind of policy does not offset does not offset a disruption of supply chain the word supply chain has the word supply in it that's a disruption of aggregate supply and that is not what the federal reserve that's not what monetary policy can adjust the Fed, pol- Fed policy works on the demand side, not on the supply side. And not, by not working on the supply side, what, what you're in essence doing is you are shifting in a supply curve that will end up reducing the amount of goods and services this country can produce, and you're going to raise prices in the United States. Okay. That, that is going to be a... That is going to be a pretty serious issue for those. That's going to be a pretty serious issue if we decide that that raise in inflation that happens later because of this disruption of the supply chain, if the Fed decides it needs to counteract that by reducing the money supply, by being stricter on monetary policy, I believe, I believe it's going to end up end up causing a recession that'll even be worse than the one it might cause by trying by holding the interest rate constant at this current level. But I think we've I think we've lost that debate. Of course, uh if this if this tweet is right, I certainly want I certainly want to know um that if 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 this really is Donald Trump saying he can guess the right interest rate. Okay, I really need to know this is true because of course we've heard that uh Trump we hear from time to time these stories that President Trump wishes to fire Jay Powell. Jay Powell gets asked this question by Maxine Waters, uh, uh, chair of the uh, House Banking Committee. Uh, this is cut number four. Go ahead and play cut number four, Andrew. Mr. Chairman, if you got a call from the president uh, today or tomorrow and he said, I'm firing you, pack up, it's time to go, what would you do? Well, of course, I would not do that. I can't hear you. my answer would be no and you would not pack up and you would not leave no ma'am because you think the president doesn't have the authority is that why you would not leave 
I have um, I've kind of said what I uh, what I've intended to say on the subject, uh, and what I've said is that the law clearly gives me a four-year term, and I fully intend to serve it. Well, it gives you a four-year term. You can be fired for cause. Okay, so if if Jay Powell uh, was caught on video robbing a bank, okay, I mean, I mean, with a gun, not not uh, by uh, not by forcing that forcing them to leave more uh, non-interest bearing reserves, non-interest paying reserves at the Fed, which is another way of robbing them. Um, if you were, if you did instead, if you did something wrong. That'd be fine. What the law says is you can't be fired for policy differences. Okay? You can be fired for some things, and you should have been clearer about that. You do not have a four-year term without regard. I mean, for, you know, without regard. I mean, you can't get a phone call and say, well, I'm sick of seeing you on TV. Goodbye. You're done. Right? Can't get that. So, but you do need to be a little careful. But did you hear the tone? I have to say another part of my 40 years of thinking about the Federal Reserve is I can't recall uh, a more pleasant set of conversations between congresspersons and a Fed chair, as I heard here. And indeed, uh, uh, Dan Wessel uh, at, at the Brookings Institution picked up on this, mentioned this uh, on Thursday on CNBC. Play cut number three for me, Andrew. If you watch today's hearing and yesterday's hearing, mm -hmm. President Trump has no allies in Congress when it comes to beating up on the Fed and Jay Powell. Member after member, Democrat and Republican, standing up and implicitly saying, if we have to pick sides in this fight between Trump and Powell, we're on Powell's side. And I think that's significant. Now, of course, uh, uh, there are a lot of people in the press, and I think uh, Wessel would be among them, who are not fans of the president. And so they're kind of cheered that there's bipartisan support for Powell. But my point is is just that the, the, the president of the, the Federal Reserve has a degree of, of independence. Um, it has a good side. It has a bad side. Um, when I see Congress collectively being chummy with the, with the chair of the Fed... I get a little nervous. I don't want them to be too chummy. I want there to be oversight. I want there to be serious questions to be asked. Um, but I thought it was interesting that, that uh, of all the people to do, to do that, the, the, the Democrats who have been very, very much in favor of easy monetary policy are cheering a Federal Reserve who's being pressured by the president to lower interest rates. They're cheering him basically almost to not do that or saying, Hey, we're with you. If you decide not to do that, we're not the source of the pressure. It's going to be somebody else. Anyway, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan show on business 1440. Stay tuned for more of the King Banyan show here on business 1440. All month long, we're giving away 1K a day here on Business 1440. Each weekday, there'll be four keywords on air, plus a bonus keyword on our Facebook page. When you hear the keyword, simply head over to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com to enter the word. You get an additional chance to win for every keyword you enter. So listen close each weekday at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 4 p.m. to collect the keywords and win some cool cash from Business 1440. 
This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. A recent article in the New York Times Magazine illustrates for us the quandary of the gender revolution and the breakdown of language. It was a massive essay entitled The Struggles of Rejecting the Gender Binary. The subject of the article wants to be known by the pronouns that are supposedly gender neutral, they and them. So I marked all the confusing personal pronouns that I could discover in this multi-thousand word article. I found at least 171 times where the pronoun simply doesn't make sense. How in the world do you have any kind of language coherence when pronouns become a matter of gender ideology and you have people saying, I am no longer a he or a she, I am a them or a they? What we are seeing is a fundamental breakdown of meaning, and that's seen in a breakdown of language. It's a subversion of truth. There can be no coherence on the other side of such a breakdown. I'm Albert Moeller. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance here for Kingdom Builders. You've heard them on this station. They say they're not great salesmen, just great roofers. But if you're a homeowner, you've heard the horror stories from your neighbors about roofers who were great salesmen, but terrible roofers, about contractors with no integrity. So my first call was to the roofers who make their integrity the center, not just of their business, but of their lives. That's the kingdom builders. And yeah, they are great roofers. I have a challenging roof. Third floor, lots of details, and it was last re-roofed when I was just out of high school. And yet... From the moment they showed up, I had the confidence. I wasn't just going to get a great roof. I wasn't going to get that heartburn you get when trying out a new contractor. So, yeah, they are great roofers and genuinely great people to work with. And I have the nicest-looking roof on my block. So call 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or find them online at thekingdombuilders.net. Tell them Mitch Berg sent you, and he loves his new roof. Eating better can be a challenge, not to mention sometimes confusing. Eat this, don't eat that, and don't even ask me what a healthy fat is. Working towards your physical wellness can be a challenge, but you don't have to do it on your own. Wellness Radio 1570 is here to help make it a little easier, with all of the encouragement and guidance to help you work towards your best you. And don't forget, you can take Wellness Radio 1570 with you wherever you go by downloading our free mobile app. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. Let me take a brief detour here. Um, just uh, wanted to talk about... Uh, I just wanted to talk about uh, one thing. Um, one thing that uh, that uh, has been in the news a lot, um, which has been this question about uh, citizenship questions on the census. I, I, am, I am not a legal scholar, so... I've heard the discussions that relate to whether or not it was right for Chief Justice Roberts to basically say, I don't like the explanation you're giving for why it's on the it's on the uh, census, so you can't have it. I get that. Yep, I, I, I hear you. I understand. However, okay, having said that, and, and, and let me also say, so there's there's that question. I'm also not commenting at all about what happened after the Supreme Court decision. 
whether or not uh, President Trump should have been fighting or not fighting the actions of, of saying we're going to issue executive order or that. Okay, that's what my friends Mitch and Brad do. Mitch Berg, of course, the headliner of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 1 to 3 today over on our sister station, AM 12A, The Patriot. Brad, the closer, Carlson, 1 to 3 tomorrow, Sunday. Same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, uh, the um, the uh, that said, okay. That said, I want to talk about uh, two aspects of this, and they come from somebody who does a lot of work with with the census. So I'm going to tell you a quick story about about my own experience with this data. I work, as I mentioned, here in Saint Cloud. Um, we have a significant uh, a significant uh, East African population, much of many of whom have moved here in the last now I would say getting on to twenty years, but certainly an increasing number since twenty ten. And in twenty ten, we had a count. In twenty fourteen, I was asked to find somebody to work with who has, and I found a, one of my own faculty who are, who is a major expert in working with census data, and she is a, a labor economist and, and a person of color to boot. Um, and, and she and I put together a, a fact sheet on immigration into the St. Cloud area. What did we use? We use census data. And you say, well, I didn't think that quite, I mean, I thought they were adding a new question to the census. The answer was no, they're not. I mean, they, yes and no. There, there's a question that is asked in the American Community Survey, which is an annual survey, to try to determine facts about the population between the censuses. And so if you get one of these surveys, and you might, and it's got the language on there which says, you know, hey, you are required to, pro- you're required to provide this information. Um, you are required to, you know, by law, you have to answer this survey. And the survey is kind of intrusive. It asks a lot of questions. I filled one out. I, I, I ended up in the, in the sample one year, and so I filled it out dutifully because I rely a lot on the data that's in it. Now, if you live in Minneapolis or St. Paul, or if you live in Chicago or New York, the information you get from the American Community Survey tells you a whole lot in a fairly accurate way about the, about the number of people who were born outside of this country who live in your, in your boundaries. You can drill it down to a very, to, to a very fine granularity. But the survey doesn't go out to everybody every year. It only goes out to 1% of the population. Stratified so that you, you get geographic diversity um, within it, so that, with, that within each census block you will get a few people. Okay, and so the, you know, the maps get divided from, from s- to states and then to counties and from counties to political boundaries to districts. But the census has its own set of boundaries that are called census blocks or census block groups, okay, that, that, that define little areas, uh, census, the, the smallest unit being about 160 households. 
the sense the American Community Survey might reach in to do one or two people in that in that block each year. Now, if you live in a place like St. Cloud, where we've got about 20,000 households, let's suppose it's 24,000 households because it makes my math easier. My survey, my 1% survey of those blocks means I've surveyed 240 households. And so if you ask me from that 240 households, whether or not there's 3,000, 4,000, or 5,000 people from East Africa who were born in East Africa now living in the St. Cloud community, I'd say, I, you know, is it three or four or five? My answer would be yes. I don't know how many there are. I, here's the estimate. But, you know, it, for those of you that went to college and took statistics, I don't think they teach this in the high schools. Maybe, but maybe I'm wrong about this. If you're a high school math teacher and you teach statistics and you teach sampling theory, I'd be correct me. I'd be I'd be happy to hear that that we do teach that. However, however, let me assume that you're in intro statistics course. In your intro statistics course, you would get uh, uh, the notion that that when you sample something very small, you get large errors, and the only way to get smaller errors is to increase the size of your sample. When we do a study in St. Cloud, I can't rely very much on one year of the American Community Survey to tell me how many immigrants live in St. Cloud because I've only sampled a couple hundred households, and from that I'm trying to make a guess about 24,000 households. That's pretty hard to do. That, okay, that's kind of hard to do. So what we typically do is we try to aggregate it up by taking multiple years and and strapping together five, three or five different samples. And the, and, and the census can do that for you. And they make sure that they don't survey the same household year over year. But even then, so my example of saying, so there's approximately right now about in the city of St. Cloud about 4,500 people, according to the American Community Survey, that were born in another country. 4,500 people. There's about 3,000 people who, moved, who were born in another country and moved here since 2010. But the, but the, the, the errors around that sample are huge. It's basically 3,000 plus or minus 700. Well, 2,300 and 3,700 are very different numbers. Okay, one of them is less than 5% of the St. Cloud area. The other one is closer to 75 to 8% of the St. Cloud area. So for me, the value of the survey is that I can tell is that if I have access to that kind of information where we actually can go and rather than sampling one or maybe even five percent of the population, the census isn't a sample. The census is the population. You're supposed to get everybody. Now you don't get everybody. There are estimates. But here is my here, here's the point to make about this. In one sense, I want the census to ask the citizenship question because as a researcher, I want that information. And I would love for them to have a 100% sample rather than a 1% or a 5% sample. It's better. You would think it's better data. Except for this fact. 
given what happens in that conversation about, hey, the census is coming, it's going to ask if it's a citizen, you're a citizen, don't worry, we're not going to, we're not going to arrest you if you answer you're not. We're not going to answer. We're not going to. We're not going to arrest you if you say you're. You came over, you know, as a permanent with the right visa. We're not going to do any of that because there's fear out there. A hundred percent census may, in fact, give me worse data. Even though the sam- even though I know from sampling theory that my error band is higher because of the. Because of the fear factor of the census, an estimate of the number of immigrants in my community when my colleague and I released the study in 2014, we were ac- we were accosted and criticized by people saying your number's too low. It's way too low. Two groups criticized us. One, the, immig- the immigrant groups themselves and, and their network of social supporters, including, uh, including uh, area churches and other nonprofits. And on the other side, those groups that you've probably read about in, in the newspapers here in the St. Cloud area, who believe that immigration is a huge problem, said, you're understating what the problem is. That number's not big enough. It's got to be at least twice that. I said, on what basis do you make that claim? And they said, well, look what they say. And the group says, well, look what, look what our opponents say. What we really want in this is good data. What would be best, what would be best is a 100% census that is, we're able to do actually without fear of any kind. But you know what might be second best? Don't ask the question. And go back to using the American Community Survey where we actually can get that data. Yeah, in small communities like mine, that data's not good enough. It's not nearly good enough. But it may, in fact, be the best we can do under the circumstances. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personnel personalities a full head of hair they can do the same for you their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business if you have hair loss don't put this off another day contact i need at their office in egan for your free consultation experience you can trust prices you can afford today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at i need I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry, and I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. 
you know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now, I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at WNAV-video.com. Stay tuned for more of The King Banyan Show here on Business 1440. All right, let's try this. King Daniel Show, Business 1440. We're critical, we're critical frequently of some of the things that come from uh, Representative uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who I believe is uh, pretty well invested in uh, a lot of um, what I think are, are not just misinformed, but I think fairly dangerous, um, dangerous policies, policy ideas. Um, and I find it, uh, and I, I find much to criticize, but I think, I think we need a moment of fairness. Um, she was on, uh, she's on, uh, the committee that, uh, heard, uh, Jay Powell on Wednesday and there's a, and because she's, uh, such a media darling, uh, uh, there was a YouTube that had the entire five minutes of her of her time with uh, asking questions of of uh, Fed Chair Powell, and I expected it to be pretty pretty rough, and and thought I could find some things that were foolish in it. I I did not. Indeed, I find instead that um, she she as I noted uh, a couple segments ago, like everyone else, she was very respectful of 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 the chair and asked some questions that actually indicated that she. She might not have slept through every lecture at Boston University when she was a student there. Um, she got she gets some of this stuff qu- quite right. So why don't we play a little bit of this? I, and, and I'll stop and go this and, and make some comments along the way. But uh, let me play a little bit of this for you. This is cut number five, Andrew. The Federal Reserve's mandate, one of their mandates is to maintain price stability and maximum employment. Is that fair to, stay, to say? Yes. Uh, and 
a lot of folks would interpret that as meaning to aim for the lowest unemployment rate possible without runaway inflation, correct? Yes. Um, Stop. So I, I kind of... It doesn't say exactly that, uh, Representative. It actually says price stability. I really had wished Chair Powell had corrected her. I I think he realized that she was she was queued up with a lot of stuff she wanted to say, and so decided to just get out of the way. But I really thought I really thought she should have been corrected on that. It's not runaway inflation. It is the mandate says price stability. Continue wanted to dig in today with you a little bit about this relationship between unemployment rates and inflation. Uh, In early 2014, the Federal Reserve believed that the long-run unemployment rate was around 5.4%. In early 2018, it was estimated this was now around lower, around 4.5%. Now the estimate is around 4.2%. What is the current unemployment rate today? 3.7%. 3.7%. So what we had previously uh, thought of, perhaps as as far back as 2014, as a long-run unemployment rate is around um, 5.4%. What we're currently experiencing is 3.7%, lower lower than that estimate. Um, But unemployment has fallen about three full points since 2014. But inflation is no higher today than it was five years ago. Uh, Given these facts, do you think it's possible that the Fed's estimates of the lowest sustainable unemployment rate may have been too high? Absolutely. (laughs) So we overshot in what our long-run unemployment rate is. I think we've learned, as you pointed out, I think we've learned uh, that you can't identify, this is something you can't identify directly. I think we've learned that it's lower than we thought, substantially lower than we thought Mm -hmm. in the past. Okay, stop there a second. That's a really good line of questioning. I think I think we have to give her give her a gold star for that one. She's exactly right. The Fed has consistently been behind the curve, so to speak, in terms of in terms of estimating what the full the the full unemployment rate of unemployment is or the natural rate of unemployment is. He has said that earlier. Okay, this testimony comes much later in the in the day. But he said that earlier to uh, Representative Waters, and so he's now reinforced that with Representative Ocasio-Cortez. Go ahead and continue. Seeing lately that economists are increasingly worried that the idea of a Phillips curve that links unemployment and inflation is no longer describing what is happening in today's economy. Have you been Stop. considering on that? Stop. We've only been saying that for about 40 years, Representative. I cannot believe that, okay, and this may be just the, the fact that she's, 20, I think, what, 29? Am I, am I remembering her age right? 29? This may just be the fact that uh, she's only learned economics within the last decade. Uh, and what happens in our textbooks and what happens in our classrooms in teaching economics might be deficient in explaining the history of our views about the Phillips curve. But doubts about the Phillips curve date back to, well, uh, the, the two people, uh, Ned Phelps and Milton Friedman, both who won the Nobel Prize, and both of them won the Nobel Prize in part for their, for their um, explanations of why the Phillips curve was not a stable relationship. Continue. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, very much so. We spend a, a great deal of time on that. The, the connection between um, slack in the economy or the level of, of unemployment 
and inflation was very strong if you go back 50 years, and it's gotten weaker and weaker and weaker to the point where it's, it's, um, it's a faint heartbeat that you can hear now. It's still there. You can see it at state-level data and things like that. But I, I think we really have learned, though, that the economy can sustain much lower unemployment than we thought without troubling levels of inflation. Mm-hmm. And I think we – I would look at today's uh, level of unemployment as well within the range of potential estimates, of plausible estimates of what the natural rate of unemployment is. Mm-hmm. So why do we think that we're seeing this decoupling in a relationship that we had seen in the economy decades ago? It's a, yeah, it's a, so w- one reason is just the, that um, – Inflation expectations are, are so settled, mm-hmm. that, and that's what we think drives inflation, right. that, um, for example, when unemployment went way up. Stop there, because we're not going to have time to hear the rest of this clip. I apologize. We just ran, we're just going to run out of time. I can't play the whole thing for you. But she's asked a set of what I think are very penetrating questions, and I will post the entirety of that clip after the show at Pound KBRS. I want you to listen to all of Powell's answers, because... For those of you that listen to this show and make jokes about the Phillips curve, he is be, he is patiently explained to her what's happened to the Phillips curve in a way that I I would love for a question uh, for a student to ask me the questions in the way she asked them. Okay? It was really really well done. Okay? So words you will not hear on the King Banging show very often. Congratulations, Representative Ocasio-Cortez. You performed a public service in pulling from Chair Powell views about the Phillips curve that I think are important for people to hear. Good for you. All right. We're going to be uh, we're going to have a best of next week. We'll be back in two weeks here on the next episode of the King Banging show. Thank you so much, Andrew, for your support. And we'll talk to you all in about two weeks. Thanks. Bye bye now. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks. That's the beauty of it. Whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. Students come to Online Trading Academy for many reasons. Some love their jobs but don't make enough money to live the life they dream about. Some aren't happy with their job and hope for something better. And others invest and trade, but just need a better path to improve their returns. We even have students who have never invested or traded before, and they might not even know a stock from a rock, but dream of having extra income. There are better income opportunities than trading your time for money. It's time to learn those skills. Join us at Online Trading Academy so we can show you the path to your financial freedom. Register today for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone. Use keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250 on your cell phone. 
keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. Online Trading Academy Radio. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, EVRcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Business for three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.